0: Welcome to episode 81 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, my friend, welcome to today's episode. We've got just a few minutes, and I want to talk to you about perspective. Perspective is such a broad term, and I, I use it purposely because I can fit just about anything that I want to talk about in, under this headline of perspective. So, in Paul's writings in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 9 and following is a great example of what I call Paul's replacement theology. He teaches, his theology is that in order to stop doing one thing, you have to replace it with something else. Today I want to talk to you about what, what your fears are. What, what are the things that are keeping you from making the hard choices in your life? What are your hang-ups? What are your concerns? What are the obstacles that you can't seem to get over? And what Paul says in Romans twelve nine, he says, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. So he tells you what not to do, then he replaces that with what to do. He says, instead of honoring yourselves and being self-centered, honor one another above yourselves. He says, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. So we want to curse people who persecute us, but he's saying, no, don't do that, don't do that, but here's what you do, bless. Then he says, don't be proud. But he doesn't just leave it at that. Then he applies it. He says, don't be proud, but here's what to do. Be willing to associate with people of low position. He didn't just say anybody. He said particularly people of low position. Then he says, don't repay anyone evil for evil. Okay, but what does he say? He says, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. And then he says, Don't be overcome by evil. But what does he say? Overcome evil with good. So as you think about things in your life that are holding you back, the things that are not giving you the results in your life that you want to see, let me put it that way, uh, as you start going through your past and your experiences, sometimes I talk to people, I'm sure you do too, that all of a sudden they kind of tip their hand. They kind of show you their cards because they say, well, you know, when I was when I was a senior in high school, this happened. And you're like, okay, that's where this is coming from, right? That's where or or when I was eight years old, my father died. Now mine didn't, but I've had somebody tell me that before. And all of a sudden, a lot of what I knew about them, all of a sudden it came into focus. Okay. Yeah, that's how you would be if your dad died when you were eight years old. Or, you know, when I was 25, my wife walked out on me, or my husband uh, started beating the kids. You know, things like that, those are obstacles that we are going to have to work through in life, or they're going to keep us from the results that we want to see in our life. And I, I wonder for you, Pastor, your perspective on leadership, your perspective on conflict, in the church, your perspective on relationships, your perspective on decision-making, your, your perspective on reconciliation, uh, communication, all these things, uh, are they tainted by fear? Is it maybe, could it be a lack of self-confidence or some limiting belief that you have in your head? Well, uh, every conflict I've ever gotten into, it never ended well. And therefore, you're, conf- you're a conflict avoider. You have conflict avoidance. And I think most of us know as leaders, at least the older we get, that the more we avoid conflict, the more difficult the situation becomes. I wonder if you have an unhealthy habit that you've tried in the past to change, but you haven't been able to. So therefore, you've told yourself, I can't change. Or maybe a situation in the church that you tried to make different, and it didn't work that time, and therefore you say, I can't change anything in the church because it's going to blow up in my face. Maybe it's an unhealthy relationship. Maybe in your first church, you had uh, an elder or a deacon or a board member or a ministry leader who was really hard to handle, and they brought you just a lot of grief And therefore, you just like being a solo pastor and you're not developing leaders and you're not giving passing the ministry off to others because you feel like when when people get that power and that authority, they're going to abuse it because of something that happened in your past. Maybe it's the uncertainty of how others may react if you say or do something that's different from what they think. Again, that would be part of, I suppose, conflict avoidance. Maybe it's just an experience that you you haven't processed yet. Uh, you, you went through something maybe a couple years ago, maybe 10 years ago, and you haven't sat down with a counselor or a therapist or a coach or just another pastor friend and just kind of talked through that. I, I quoted this recently, and I, you've heard it quoted before, but uh, I think it was Dawson Trotman who's credited with saying that thoughts disentangle themselves when they pass through the lips and pencil tips. Today it would be whether they pass through the when they pass through the lips or fingertips, because we type on the keyboard. But the same thing that thoughts disentangle themselves and maybe you haven't unpacked that experience with somebody. So maybe there are these things that from your perspective you can't do, you can't achieve. You better not step into that situation because you've been burned before. And there are things that are holding you back from getting the results that you want in life. For me, it was the thought that, oh, I'm, I'm a food addict. I, I can't help it. It's just kind of my cross to bear, and therefore I'm always gonna overeat, and I'm always gonna weigh too much. And, I, and what I had to do was like what Paul does, he says, don't do this, but then he gives us something to do. And so I literally had to replace that, that belief. I had to repent of that. I had to change my thinking on it. And I had to tell myself with some help from a counselor, uh, a coach, actually a health coach, that, no, I'm not a food addict, but I get addicted to addictive foods. Some people could eat those addictive foods, and they're not that addicted to them. It just doesn't hit them the same way. But for me, certain foods hit me very badly and I get very quickly addicted to them. Therefore, I just need to avoid them. So I'm not a food addict. I just have to watch out for certain kinds of food that I get addicted to. So it's a different way of thinking. But I had to, I couldn't just stop thinking the bad thought. I had to replace it with a good thought. It's the same thing as that old line where, hey, think about that purple elephant out on the football field, who's on his hind legs with his trunk high in the air, spinning around, spinning around and spewing water out of his trunk. Okay, stop thinking about it. Well, you're still thinking about it, right? That purple elephant in the middle of the football field on its hind legs, spinning around. But if I told you to talk about that charging stallion that's running from one end zone to the other, and his his feet and his hooves are digging so much into the sod that he's ripping pieces of sod up as he tears across from one end of the field to the other. See, now you're thinking about that stallion and you're not thinking about the purple elephant. So it's the replacement theory, the replacement theory. And I call it my replacement principle. In order to get one thing out of my head to get a bad idea. Some people call it a limiting belief. Things that keep me from seeing the results I want to see in my life, I have to replace it. And what God does throughout his entire word is he takes lies and he replaces them with truth. The devil, Jesus told us, is the father of lies, right? Don't allow the devil to keep you living in a lie that limits your effectiveness and that thwarts any of the results you want to see in your life. Step into the light. Speak the truth, replace the lies with truth. Replace your limiting belief to use a common, you know, modern day phrase with God's truth, what is really true, because God wants to do as we know above and beyond all that we can ask or think. So, some perspective for you today, pastor. Again, I say this all the time, but seriously, dude, ma'am, seriously, thank you for serving the Lord. Maybe nobody will see what you're doing today, but God sees, and just for me, I know, I know the impact you're making. God bless you, and I'll see you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.